0: I don't think anybody realizes that that the, the guy that invented it—that's the name of the damn machine.
1: That's what I mean. We should talk. Yeah. And then we can get into other
0: bullshit. <laughs> I know. I, the Lightning Audio Network presents Martini Mondays with Phil Esposito and Bobby the Chief Taylor. Have a seat, grab a cocktail, and enjoy the show. Here's Espo
1: and Chief. You know what, Chief, I was thinking about, we touched on it the last time we were talking, the Zamboni. Yeah. I mean, people have no idea. I I know that you grew up the same as I did where you would uh, flood the ice. What we had was a barrel. Yeah. It was a big barrel with a pipe, a couple of pipes, because one was hot water and one was cold water. I think, if I remember correctly, and they would have canvas, right? Yeah, it was like a big... First, you'd have to scrape the ice. You'd yeah. scrape it with a shovel. Yeah. A snow shovel. Yeah. Because I remember doing that. And then they would come around and pull pull the machine around. Yeah. That, what, what, I didn't know what the hell they
0: called it. I don't know, but the guy sk- actually did just skate and pull it, but... That's what you did. Well, when, yeah. when I was growing up, that was, the best thing about that was the guys that scraped the ice. They got into the and skate into the building and for free and see all the hockey for free. So that was So a big, you did that. Well, I tried to, but they I was they, they said no I was too young and then it was like what uh, 54, I was like I was 10, was 9, nine or 10. The very first
1: Zamboni was in 1954 in Boston. Boston yeah. Bruins uh bought it. First one maybe they didn't buy it it was like probably if I know Boston it was like well fell we'll off try a truck. It. it fell off a truck yeah <laughs> uh, we will try it and if it falls off the truck maybe we'll do it <laughs> if it doesn't fall off the truck I don't know about it you know what I mean but that was the first one and uh, the guy's name was Frank Zamboni folks that's the actual guy's name
0: that invented it. That invented that's it. That's crazy. I I cuz you just thought, "Oh, well, maybe that's just the the machine or or some guy just named it that, you know, but that's the guy's name that invented it."
1: Cuz it used to take at least 20 to 30 minutes, oh. 25 minutes, yeah, to do the ice in between periods cuz as a kid growing up, I would go to the senior games in Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. And in between periods, as was always a long time, and we sat in what you call rush seats, which were a quarter. Uh, you pay twenty-five, and you wait for the doors to open. <laughs> the game is at eight o'clock. They open at six fifteen, and you ran to that seat. Yeah, my brother and I would get there. We wouldn't move <laughs> because somebody would take your seat. Yeah, and um, at the end of the period, you'd go out and get. Uh, a Popcorn or something, you know. So I, I remember watching them. Never thought anything about it, because even we did it. Yeah, like with a
0: hose. (laughs) That was it. I remember in Calgary, you you couldn't uh, nothing was open on Sunday, because you know the Western Canada was like the Bible Belt of the North and South here in, in the United States. So oh, really? you couldn't charge a mission to anything. Nothing was open on Sunday. You could definitely couldn't drink on Sunday, which whew, thank God I was yeah, young yeah. when that was happened. But yeah, you could. We <laughs> what you would do? We, you do, would have found yeah, it. <laughs> they had a thing what they called the Big Six League. They had a double header, and you could th- you just had it was silver collection. So you could throw a nickel in there and see both games if you wanted to. No kidding. Yeah, and they would ask you, if you for 50 cents. they say, 50 cents would be appreciated. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. You got a nickel, dude.
1: Sure, being a kid to yeah. 10 years old or yeah, something, yeah. you, you nickel, put a nickel Nickel in, so. Without a doubt. I know.
0: Because that quarter was going to well, the Coke movies. Well, Coke was seven cents, so ah. that was a big nickel, boy. And that quarter <laughs> was
1: going to the movies, getting a popcorn and having a soda. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Holy crap. We got to say Pepsi. Oh, yeah, you gotta right. say Pepsi, yeah. right? You gotta yeah. say Pepsi.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, my dad always loved Pepsi. He'd yep. send me out. I don't know why he would do this. Well, I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> Every night he'd send me out for a six pack of Pepsi and a pack of cigarettes.
0: Yeah. And mm. I used
1: to say to him, "Why don't you buy a carton and let's buy a case? Shut yep. up. Then you have nothing to do." <laughs> Okay, <laughs> why didn't Tony walk? Because he was the younger. Oh, yeah, uh, so and he was the guy. apple of his eye, he, too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's right. Now, if it was my mother, she would have said, don't worry about it, Phil, you sit right here. <laughs> Tony, you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Gee, but not so the funny. old man. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. It was
1: funny, but watching this and thinking about how it's progressed, now you've got two Zambonis, yeah. Going around the rink. I remember when we first bought our first Zamboni when we first came here. If I'm not mistaken, it cost somewhere around $250,000. Really? $200,000, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. We did buy a used one. Yeah. Um, then they told us we had to have two. <laughs> so we bought two used ones. And this is when we were in the dome. Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, Thunderdome. And uh, we obviously had a field only, for you newcomers. Yeah, but at the fairgrounds, we only had one. Yeah. Didn't need two there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we really didn't. Greatest press box goal in Oldfield. Oh,
1: was that? And the fun? broadcast
0: booth was the best.
1: Wasn't that? Oh, it was huge. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the years that say, I was there, man, at the fairgrounds, and that was so much fun. And the tent. <laughs> the tent after the yep, game yep. I'd always go and say to the players listen you guys I said I know that general managers don't say this but I played go on into the tent have a beer and meet the people Yep, be nice to them talk to them and enjoy yourself and have a beer and then go on home if you want to go home you want to stay and have a couple more that's fine too yep. and who was it? Rob Bramage, I think, <laughs> come to me, came to me and he said, you know what? I've never heard my general manager say, go ahead and have, <laughs> have a, a beer. beer. <laughs> he said, we appreciate it, Phil.
0: <laughs> well, just, just I'm, here we go again, Phil. We go to it. one story begets another well, yeah. story. Freddie Sherrill, when I played in Philadelphia, always had a big garbage can, one of those big plastic garbage cans filled with ice and beer. But he didn't drink it. Because oh, no, no. he liked his oh, beer warm. I know he didn't. But he had it in the room. So when we came in after a yep. game, it the was trainers there. would put two beers in each stall. For you, and it came out of that, and he'd have the garbage can full of beer and it'd be on ice all game. Huh. And he have two beers in each stall and, and we'd and we'd have our beers before we one would before we even got undressed and one after we got undressed, type well, of thing. Well, I remember his idea was he says, I know you guys that you're going to go out of here and go and have a beer, and you might not eat. He says, well, if you have the beer here, They're you might go, go out of here eat. and go eat. And he was right about he that. He was right.
1: I never ate very much after the game. Never. I drank
0: two beers. And- well, everybody told me there was a steak in every bottle, so I figured out I had about, <laughs> three, I had about eight, steaks eight steaks every eight. night. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember I remember this.
1: I wasn't one to drink beer after the game. Really? Right away. I couldn't do it. It was like just not there for me, you know? Yeah. I'd have burpees and everything (laughs) else, okay? Yeah. And, uh, but I was also one to just sit there for about five, seven minutes, and I would just sit with my equipment on. Yeah. I'm telling you, I didn't even have one skate-off. Bobby Orr would already be in the shower. (laughs) And when I went to New York, Ronnie Duguay would already be dressed. It was amazing how fast they were, but I just didn't do that. You didn't worry about the hot water in Boston Garden because there
0: wasn't a whole no, lot of No, because I was
1: on the home team. <laughs> then. Yeah, there you go. When I was on the visitor, I was the only rookie, so I had to wait till <laughs> the
0: end of the damn show. We got out of the, in and out of our uniform fast. I'll tell you what, strippers couldn't get that from <laughs> ah, <laughs> naked ah. before we did yeah, because that hot water did not last. But in the in the in the Garden, the Boston
1: Garden, we. The home team we had we had <laughs> the hot water all we wanted and, and everything else but Waller Kachuk, I remember him. he would have five or six beer before he took his skates off. I don't oh. know how the hell he did it. I used to ask him too because we'd drive back to Long Island yeah, together he yeah. lived like about four streets over from where I live and I'd say I can't do that Waller it just it doesn't it makes me ill. It was almost like I wanted to throw up and stuff, you know? And, yeah. But I could settle down and get a pepperoni in me <laughs> 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 before we went through the Midtown Tunnel. There you go. In New York and stop at a delicatessen just before you got on 34th oh. Street to go through.
0: New York has the best delicatessen. Yeah, they do. There's uh, no doubt they, about that it. That pastrami, I still, I'm searching the world for pastrami that, that you could get in New York. Montreal. That nah, smoked smoked was it meat. it Uncle Ben's? No. Yeah, but it was smoked meat. It wasn't. Yeah, smoked meat. Because but it, but it didn't have as the fat like, the pastrami has the fat, it. and the and the thing was just right. You like the fat, huh? <laughs> you do. Well, no, but it would because it made it, it was it was juicier to me. Yeah. I mean, they just had the right amount of fat and 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 meat. Well, now like- the smoked meat in Canada or in in Montreal, it was it was all lean. Mm. But it was good. I, don't, I have to admit that. You're it was right. good.
1: It was good. So you like ribeyes, which has got a lot of marble and fat in Yeah, it. because it's more flavor. See, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, New York strips, fillets, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Well, you're an Easterner. I'm from the West. So yeah, I you figure guys that. from the West. <laughs> you'd eat the steak raw. You'd cut a cow up and eat it. What yeah, are you kidding just me? Just smack it on its ass and <laughs> send it out. <laughs> send it out. That's what Makita used to say. I know. <laughs> I remember with the Chicago Black House. we went to Boston one time. It was Ken's Steakhouse we went to eat.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, joint? yeah. That was a great spot. On to Boylston eat. Street. Yeah.
1: And I was eating, and I'm sitting beside Stan, and he told the waiter, he says, I wanted blue. Yep. So just slap it on his ass and <laughs> tell him to send it out here. <laughs> and I'd look at it. And when it came, there was no way I could ever eat that steak, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Thank God for baked potatoes, yeah, I'm you. telling you right now, that, and salad. That's what I, and ice cream for dessert so that you'd have like a lax. Oh, already. yeah, there you go, yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> it was well, something. Well, wait a but, minute, though. You being Italian, didn't you guys eat your salad after the meal because that would shove everything through your I system? I ate it with the
1: meal. I did, only because that's... But we got, and you, yeah. were, you were not there for a long time. Right. And we had to buy our own meal.
0: That's right. Let's
1: not forget that. Yep. We get $15 a day meal money. You had to buy your own meal and your own beer after the game. Because you never went anywhere after the game nope. unless you took the train. Yeah. So you stayed overnight.
0: Boy, those were the days. I I came, I'm pro there, but I, I came up. With Chicago and, and but I was in St. Louis like you were. Right. I, I always followed you through the yeah, it seems that way. We, yeah, well, you're younger, and, yeah, and not my match, but younger. I don't give a f- <laughs> I know you're younger, yeah. So, I so when they sent me to St. Louis, it was a Central League team because I said, You played, you played with the Blues. I said, No, 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 they're, they're called the Braves because the Chicago Blackhawks you had to be the Braves. But and then when uh, expansion came, you know, I was picked up by Philly. So that was what sixty-seven. Sixty-seven was the first yeah, expansion. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm talking in the early '60s when I played with the Braves because we—that um, was when I—I—I uh, I, I don't know how they did this, Phil. They signed me and paid me that money, like we talked about, twenty-five hundred for the period and a thousand to sign, but I was still considered an amateur.
1: That I don't understand. I don't I understand that at all. That.
0: I don't understand that because remember we talked about Father Bauer doing it right, and I right. went with them. They didn't even, she says, you're still an amateur. You can come and, and, and play and go to the Olympics in 68 for the I, at Grenoble. I go, really? It's a really?
1: That would have been nice to have for pros in our day go for the Olympics, yep. but yep. there was no way that I, there was no player that I ever talked to that wanted to shut down for two weeks. Exactly. And and if you didn't go to the Olympics, what do you do, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have a little bit of a vacation in the dog days as they were to January, mm-hmm. you know, those January days. Yep. And, but to shut down for all that time, and you probably take a week off and Come back and skate, and a lot of guys didn't go anywhere because their kids were in school. Yep, we had, uh, you know, because it wasn't like we were all young guys like they are yeah. now. We had
0: we're, no money to take everybody to and go we somewhere. Had nobody to go anywhere. We had <laughs> no money.
1: Uh, it it was a big time different thing. And what do you think of all this hitting from behind that's going on? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You know
0: what it is. I blame youth hockey. Really? Yes, because instead of teaching kids how to go into the boards, because we used to have it to come in at the, uh, 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 like, you you wouldn't go directly at no, the guy. No, you go sort of side Because you could see, your peripheral vision could see who was coming. Right, and, and, then, and slide them off. Yeah, and, uh, and so all they have is a big stop sign on their sh- shirt, so you can't hit them from behind. Well, why don't you teach them how to protect yourself? They don't do that to you. No? We never they do. don't it's it's the same and i, I don't understand it because you never went in directly into a into the boards you always went in and as soon as you got around there you kind of curved one way or the other so that you could see who was coming after you right you never went to, who who goes directly into the boards to grab the pocket hey? well mean,
1: there, there are there are a couple of things that I'm really worried about in this game, and that's one of them yep yeah. um about hitting from behind yeah' because Sometimes, you know, the guys don't stop and they try to put you through the boards. And boys, I hope, and I say this in all due respect to the players, I hope nobody gets really seriously hurt from that. Um, but I, I'm fearful. And the other thing that I really would like to see them do is reinstitute the red line. Oh. Because these icings. There's got to be 14, 15, 20 a game of icing only because there's no red line, so you try that long pass. Yep. You miss, okay, it's icy. Yep. Let's take the time out and go there. If you had the red line in, you can't make that long pass unless you're absolutely sure, and the guy's got to get it before he goes over that red line. Yeah. And that makes a big difference to this game. Does it slow it down? For the fact of scoring, sure it does. Yeah, slows it away down. that might slow it down enough without instituting uh, the holding and hooking back or yeah. or the interference back and all this other stuff. That might do it. Funny thing, I was I had lunch today with a guy from Pittsburgh, and he's real good friends with Mario. Yeah, And Mario Lemieux was the one that really got this whole thing He just bitched and bitched and bitched and bitched about the tackling and the holding and the clutching and the grabbing. And I remember him saying that, and I'm saying to myself, well, hell, I went through it, and so did Guy Lafleur and so did Bobby Orr. Orr Yeah.
0: you know, boom, boom Bobby Jeffrey Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah, boom, boom, Jeffrey boom gone, uh, back Jeffery. They, they all went all through these this. All icons of the game.
1: Still scored.
0: Shitload of money.
1: Got goals and Whoop. stuff like that. And Mario was tough enough to stop if you tackled him. Oh. You couldn't stop him if he didn't want you to.
0: He was a player.
1: He was unbelievable. Player. Unbelievable. That's yep. all I can say. Yep. I remember when I was managing and then I ended up playing Bergeron with a game to go because... He went over my head, folks, for the third time. Three (laughs) strikes, you're out. Gone. I don't care. Because if I was going to go down with the ship, I was going down as the captain. I wasn't going to go down because somebody else made it go down. Yeah. And um, I I remember we couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop Mario. No. We outshot them every game. Yep. Russell was very good. Yep. But still, it was Mario. We couldn't
0: stop him. He he just, he was incredible. When he and wanted to. do you this is I, I'm sure you're gonna remember this when I bring it up to you. EJ was the general manager, Ed Johnson, yeah. your old teammate from Boston, yep. the goalie, was the general manager of Boston there. Yep. No, in
1: Pittsburgh
0: uh, Pittsburgh, excuse Pittsburgh, me. I'm yeah. sorry. He tanked the last three or four weeks what of the year and daddy he to get in To get the number one pick. According to Eddie, there's no tank involved. (laughs) I talked to Popsy. I know, I know. (laughs) But so he could get Mario. So guess what that instituted? The lottery. Holy crap, that's right. The lottery. That's how it got because everybody because the second pick, and you know what? He was a very good player, but nowhere near as good as was Kirk Muller. Kirk Muller. And he went to New Jersey because they had the second pick. Yeah. He went into Kirk well, and Kirk was a a real good player, a real good but, but player, but not in the class of Mario. No, not too many were. No, no kidding. Wayne was, but yeah, I
1: don't know how many other and guys you were. Uh, our era was so different. Yeah, uh, that it was like you could say Bobby Hell was. You can say this because, but it was a different era, um, and Mario with that long reach. Oh. And what he went through, he went through a lot of health problems, you yep. know. I got to give him a lot of credit for yep. that.
0: Something happened because he's no longer involved in Pittsburgh. He know? doesn't go to the games. Something I happened. Told. Something happened. I, I, I honestly, something happened. And I'm trying to find that out because he, cause Mario was such a staunch. He saved that franchise. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Because they owed him so many millions so of many, dollars. Right. And he just, he's, well, he just took it in ownership, and he turned it around, and then he won the cups and all that. And then, then all of a sudden, when they sold out pieces of it to some, I don't know, I forget who it is, they sold it up, something happened.
1: Uh, uh, Howard Baldwin got involved. After Hartford, Howard Baldwin got involved with Pittsburgh. Yeah, but this was just recently Phil. Oh, recently. Okay. Yeah, just recently. Uh, that's Fenway. Yeah. Fenway, yeah. Uh, that Fenway Sports. Yeah, whatever yeah, it is, they, yeah, they, they bought, bought it out. A lot it, of bar- they fired the, the uh, television guys. Yeah, they put all new TV guys in there. Um, Bob Airy, who had been doing it for years. Years, yeah. It was gone, and um, the funny thing is, I was told today Mario doesn't go to the games at all, but. Guys that had, when it was first being taken over by Mario, guys that had deferred payment, Yep. he went to them and said, you can take stock or you can get the cash. Some guys took the stock that is now worth probably $20 million. Yeah, exactly,
0: okay? exactly.
1: Um, there was other guys that took the cash. Dan Quinn comes to mind. And Danny Quinn, yeah. Danny Quinn. And apparently he took. He the was cash.
0: Mario's big buddy. Yeah, uh, he was a golfer guy, and Be- because because they wanted Mario to go and play in that celebrity tournament in uh, Tahoe, the American Classic. Oh yes, yes, and and and, and, Dan Quinn and, and they wanted Danny Quinn to go, and they said we don't want him, and he says, well, you're not going to get me unless you bring him. Really? Yep, I know that for a fact. So
1: Mario wasn't going to go unless
0: Dan Quinn went. Yep. Wow! Thank you for listening to Martini Mondays with Phil Esposito and Bobby the Chief Taylor. New episodes drop every Monday in your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to tip your waitress and leave us a five-star review.